Ding dong. Ding dong, everybody. It is, of course, oh. your friend who you have watched on the television for many a year. None other. It's the star. It's the big old star well, the of the co- show. The co-star. The co-star of, of Ding Dong okay. High, Dermot McDooley. And I am, of course, sitting across from my very good friend and my co-star of not late 90s, early 2000s, Canadian kids show hit Ding Dong High, Makani Cauliflower. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's great to see you. It's great to be here. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling... Um, I'm feeling sad, actually. I was going to say you—you you, you don't seem to be doing doing good. You—you you, you seem kind of sad. What's um, what's going on? I just found. I just got some bad news. Did you take a DNA test, and did it turn out that you're 100 percent that bitch? I'm sorry, I, I love Lizzo. I, I love. Uh, she's uh, you know. I love. I love Lizzo. Um, what's going on? Uh, my gra- my grand grandparents are uh, dead. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the elephant in the room, I am so comfortable doing that. Um, it's not often that people's grandparents die by murder suicide. But that right. is what that is what you have been saddled with. Um, it yeah. If you're gonna murder suicide, usually that happens before you become a geriatric. It does, yeah. But your, I mean, I let's let's flip the script. My therapist always tells me that sometimes you have to look for the opportunity in a setback, and yeah. this setback is that your Mm -hmm. grandparents, your grandmother murdered your grandfather before killing herself. But I will posit to you that maybe this is a representation win. Because how many times do you see a murder-suicide committed by elderly people, let alone, Makani, an elderly woman, I mean, that's true. It is a win for... Representation. Representation. Elderly representation. Um, and I mean, thank you, Dermot. I mean, mm-hmm. I, of course, I'm here with, you know, Dermot McDooley, just Hello. probably the most talented actor of our generation. Stop. I think he's done some incredible work, not just in Ding Dong Watch Along, but it's gone on. Like, I don't think you've got your due. But anyway, the best thing... I did win at, an Ontario People's Choice Award. I thought you had to give that back. Well, the important thing is that I won it. Initially, yeah, for I did. For a little bit, you, yeah. I did win, you did, it. did win it. What happened after is, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, because right. It, you, it doesn't I matter. Did if you accept give, you the still award. win it. In order to give it back, you have to have won it or That's, got it. Yes. And again, that's what I, my therapist says, look, find the opportunity within the setback. I said, 
in order to have given this award back, I first had to win it. And in order for your grandmother to have viciously slit the throat of your grandfather before dragging his elderly, wizened body out into the the snow-covered yard and then, you know, blow her own brains out with the uh, antique... um, Knife. The antique knife. She blew her own brains out with the antique knife. It was incredible. It's in order I mean, for her to do that. Nobody had ever seen it. No, she also had to say, "Now is the time to girl boss murder yes, suicide." Yes, I've always had strong women in my family. Yes. Um, so well, that is that is cool. And thank you, Dermot. You're always good at showing me the silver linings and things, especially my grandparents' murder suey. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the silver lining, you know, she did use that um that piano wire to first choke out your grandfather. Um Yes, well he has um uh because of the war, he has an iron throat. Yeah. Yeah, which war was that? Completely replaced. Uh, I mean, you'd have to ask him and I think I think the moment's passed. Yeah. And now you, your family is full of strong women, but you've never met your mother. So no. these were your grandfather's, these, these were your father's parents or were yes. they, they were okay. Yeah, they were dad's parents. Um, there's so much I see of, you know, my dad and my grandfather. Um, In what sense? My, well, I mean, my, uh, you know, in the same way that my grandfather was a victim of a murder suicide, my dad has been an attempt uh, a victim of attempted murder suicides from my mom, from his other exes, many times over. Really? Yeah. Again, like strong women run in my family, and so wow. do uh, murder suicide cases. And that's something that you, Makani, have had to navigate your entire life. Yeah, it's a big shadow to live in, you know, big shoes to fill because, you know, Mm. thankfully now people go, oh, you're Makani Cauliflower, you're Hooch from Ding Dong High, you are Hooch from the sex tapes. They used to say, oh, you're the kid who did tiny bum fights and has all the murder suicides in his family. Yeah. Slash strong women. Slash strong women. And this is you, once again, trying and succeeding in finding a way to flip that narrative. Now, when you happened across the bodies of your grandmother and grandfather, what Mm -hmm. was your initial reaction? And was it a, a... declaration of girl bossery sort of a yes queen come through girly i don't know if that was my initial response i don't know if i was initially overjoyed at female kinds you know new place in the world yeah i don't know if that was my first thought in seeing the crime scene uh, you know, my grand grandfather's slit throat after he yeah. also been like 
garroted and dragged out into the yeah. front lawn. And then grandma blew her brains out with a big knife. With a big I knife. don't know if it's, I don't know if my first thought was girl boss where I was yeah. like, yes, queen. I think I was more so going like, this is messy. This is messy. And your grandmother, on the note of your grandmother breaking ground, it mm-hmm. did seem that there was an attempt to bury the body before she decided to kill herself instead. And mm-hmm. now some people, and by some people I mean myself, have read that attempt at digging a hole in frozen ground as a nod to the fact that she was breaking ground, that she was ground breaking. Do you, do you see that? I do. And I think it's just as important as when she threw herself through the glass ceiling at my old grandparents' home. Mm, that had to have been an expensive, <laughs> an expensive way to declare Incredible. that. Well, because it's sort of in the atrium of their old folks' home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a sort of like, a yeah, this glass ceiling dividing the, the top floor from the from the second and so she had to drag a a, quite a large trampoline in there yeah and and by the cover of night well they're not allowed trampolines no because they're old yeah because they're old dermot they'll if you if an old person gets on a trampoline Mm -hmm. they might turn into like um Sort of a, a sort of a, a grab like a bag mush. of bones in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sort of a um a a a loose a, a loose flesh bag full yeah, like of a bag of giblets. A bag, yes, that's that's that's, that's sort of, a, a yeah. geriatric giblets. But what fun they would have right before they they turned into a you know soup. Oh my goodness! I think that I mean, Grandma. I mean, that didn't get her. Didn't get her glass ceiling, and then didn't get her. Do you think that that was her attempt at suicide before she murdered your grandfather? I mean, I don't presume to to know these sort of things, Dermot. You know, I'm not a woman, and I think that women Mm. should be speaking to these sorts of things. Sure, she was my grandmother. Sure, she was uh, psychotic. Sure, she, uh, you know, but she was a woman first. Yeah. It's true. Before she was my grandmother, definitely. Before she was your grandmother, before she was a murder-suicide dress. She she, was a fucking boss-ass bitch She was a boss-ass bitch queen. Kicking in the door. Jumping through that glass ceiling. Running up that hill. Yeah, she's not going to wait for an invitation. She's not going to wait for an invitation to join your boys club. She's not going to wait for an invitation to smash the glass ceiling she's not gonna wait for an invitation to slit grandpa's neck no blow her brains out with a long knife she didn't and she wouldn't sorry boys sorry boys this girl is not playing nice she's not playing by the boys rules and she also upon dragging in that that um trampoline that trampoline. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was so distracted by the image of a of a, of the jelly that an elderly person would turn into upon jumping on a trampoline. Grandma didn't. Crazy. Grandma didn't. How many jumps do you think it would take for an old person to turn into just a into jelly? Jelly encased in a a thin layer of skin. 
If we're, I think I, I would say you leave them on there for 15, 20 minutes or three good double bounces. <laughs> three good double bounces will do Three it, good yeah. double bounces. And I think you've got a pulverized old person. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they're I not getting. Guess, but I mean, that's a question for grandma. That's a question for grandma. And for unfortunately, uh, I'm so sorry. Makani, you can no longer ask grandma that question. I also feel like you probably had a lot of questions about, you know, do, were you ever able to gain further insight into, you know, your mother as the, the story of your, of your birth and the, the mystery surrounding that? Mm, no, not really. I mean, I, of course I always look for clues at every crime scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, when I got to, uh, you know, their old folks home and had to clean out the attic, all their stuff was in there, you know, going through all their stuff, which was yeah. very strange, very, a very surreal experience. Yeah. Um, I was sort of bent over and I was looking through this box of like old photographs and there's this one of grandma and I start hearing this like, Sounds like drums. It's like, I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? You're a Foley said, artist on the side. You do Foley artist work for your, for your sex tapes. Yeah. I do my own music. Um, yeah. Here's a taste. And so I'm hearing these drums and I go and I find this, this weird old ass board game in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was hoping that this was, I was like, oh, okay. So this is probably like the secret of what happened to my mom. The board game? I didn't know. You know, there Did might you be think she was sucked into the board game in a Jumanji I thought style she, event? I thought she may have been, dude. I was hearing drums and stuff. It turns out there's just a parade and it's snakes and ladders. But it could have been mm. Jumanji. You're looking yeah. at me like I'm stupid. I'm feeling really silly right now. But it wasn't that silly at the time, Dermot. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. When you're, when you're in the moment, maybe... It is easier to believe a, you know, a Jumanji style situation. But do you think it was a Jumanji style situation with snakes and ladders? Because that sounds also terrifying. Right. Especially if you're afraid of snakes and ladders. Heights. Yeah. Oh, heights, my God. Snakes. Although you could use the ladders to escape the snakes. But mm -hmm. the snakes mm -hmm. are. Did you ever... Um, did you ever encounter shoots and ladders? So that one is like for kids who are afraid of snakes, right? Yes. No. You never encountered that one? I wasn't afraid of no pictures of no snakes. What about real snakes? Because your grandmother had yeah. that, that python. Yeah, she had a snake sanctuary. She had that snake sanctuary. Yeah, uh, which that for Chris Angel, yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's kind of partly how you got into show business. Partly, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was that. It, it kind of like I again. I I didn't know Grandma was doing all this back when I was doing my tiny bum fights and stuff uh -huh. uh, as a child actor. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it runs in the family for sure. I think it runs in the family, and I remember backstage on the set of Ding Dong High, you would 
the that that would be your go to um vocal warm up. You would say uh Grandma Sally Grandma Sally 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 is the proprietor, is the of, proprietor a snake of a sanctuary. snake sanctuary. Okay. Be, yeah. I would say things like that. I'd be saying things like, you know, crib death. Child. Yeah. I am a child. I am an unfortunate child. Yeah. It was so and funny. That opens, that opens up the throat in a way that yeah. uh, a lot of other exercises don't do. But, I mean, we're not here to talk about <laughs> freaking grandma's murder suey. We're here to no. talk about Ding Dong High. Ding Dong High, everyone's favorite Canadian kids sitcom running from the late 90s to the early 2000s. And uh, we're here to maybe give you a little behind-the-scenes insight into everyone's favorite show. And maybe even recap some episodes, by which I mean every episode, and by which I mean we are going to be recapping them. Are you so excited for... I'm really looking forward to today's episode, because I think this was an acting... This was an acting breakthrough for me. This one lives rent-free in my head. Yeah. And it's because of your performance in this. And Thank it's, you. it's because of the way you were able to do something entirely new that had never been seen on children's television or television at all in Canada until that point. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell them what it is, Dermot? Yeah, I, um, I did the, you know, um, that joke where someone goes to snort cocaine, but they sneeze and then the cocaine goes flying everywhere. Yeah. I, that this was the first instance of that. Right. And so this was neat because again, nobody, it wasn't in the script. This was something Dermot had done. And I thought this was really funny because you kept doing that where you'd keep dropping that little baggie around and it was like, isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. You know, you drop this little baggie of, of the white powder and then quickly, mm-hmm. you know, doing a little Amy Winehouse type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I had the, um, I had the big beehive hair going on at the time. Cause this was, uh, this was a Halloween episode. It's right. It's a Halloween episode. guys. Yeah, this is a Halloween. And it was also, it was the first of many anti-drug episodes that we would Mm -hmm. do as part of Ding Dong High. And that was because we were receiving, uh, we were receiving certain, uh, I guess you could call it uh, subsidizing from the Canadian government, which did involve, you know, there were certain stipulations that went along with that, such as, you know, uh, you have to do X amount of anti-drug episodes. Yeah. That, that's par for the course in Canadian broadcasting. Yeah. So we we covered a lot of drugs. We covered marijuana. We covered cocaine. We covered heroin at one point, which um, is what what won us our first um, Canadian television People's Choice Award. Yeah, we won for most accurate portrayal of shooting up on TV. Yeah. Uh, it hadn't been done before. It actually no. kind of was instructional in many ways. Which is really neat. Shows you how to find a vein. Now, yeah. one of the things that uh, is kind of fun about this one that I really liked is that during our Halloween episode, 
we know this is one where hooch me i'm in desperate need of a girlfriend and mm. well at least that's what cody thinks uh so cody's trying to get me dates he's trying to get me to you know do a, do a whole bunch of crazy stuff a wingman situation that's right but what happens when nobody dates hooch <laughs> it's crazy mm. uh, well and that's where everything got started so we are of course talking about the a fan favorite episode titled hooch hits the hooch which was weird because we thought if you, by that title you would think this is about you drinking. You would. Wrong. And wrong. Because you actually, uh, in this episode, Hooch Hits the Hooch, it's, we sort of do a fake out. And the episode begins with you drinking your first beer at a party. Yeah. And then, you know, and then Cody... <laughs> comes along and says hey man you're too young to be drinking why don't you save that for when you're older why don't you come drink some soda with me me and some pals and you put down you put down i love this scene i love this scene because you as you're saying that you're gesticulating wildly and i can see there's like again you drop the baggie the little white baggie yeah in that scene and i'm like come on come on man don't 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 drink booze You've got your whole life to do adult things. Right. Why don't you come play a game of shoots and ladders with me and our pals? Right. Like Lance and Aisha Cuthbert. Yeah, we we were really... The show at this point, we were having a little dip in popularity. So we were kind of telling everybody who characters were. Yep. The whole time we were saying full names. Yep. Um. So I had said, you know... Cody, my best friend and most popular guy in school. Mm-hmm. We really wanted people to know. And then you you take that and you go and you say, you know what, you're right. But then you meet some some of the cool kids, some of the sort of alternative cool kids, and they're doing the first drug of many that we cover, mm-hmm. cocaine. What was this like for you to film? fast because you had to know that you were you were doing important work i mean i was told that it was just splenda mm-hmm. uh that's what everybody that's what the the props guy told me he said this is just splenda we're not gonna waste the good shit on you yeah the not gonna waste the good shit so the props guys had the the real thing well, I mean, yeah, how else are you going to know how to make the prop? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to make a oh, fake a chicken, basis. you need to have a real chicken in order to model it off of. Right. If you're going to make fake cocaine, you have to have the real stuff. Mm, um, really get the sort of granular texture, figure yeah. out its, you know, its hand feel. And we're having fun right now talking about it. But at the time, I mean, I did for the next two seasons develop a crippling Splenda addiction. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, do you feel comfortable getting into that right now? Uh, yeah, I think it's time and okay. I want to help anybody else who may have had uh, an addiction like me. Okay. Okay, so bring me through. We are filming Hooch Hits the Hooch, mm-hmm. the fake out where you don't drink. 
you do the cocaine and you have that first hit of Splenda. What was that like for you? You know, I get that question a lot. One of the things that people who haven't been deep in a Splenda hole Mm -hmm. don't realize is that I can't explain it. It is the best I have ever felt in my life, and it's the best I will ever feel. Um, Imagine a sugar rush, but no calories. None of the guilt. Maybe a little bit of brain cancer. I essentially was like, oh my God, this is like I drank a whole pop, but I'm not energized. It feels so sweet on my tongue, but I'm not going to be fat. That was Mm -hmm. really big for me. And that kind of power went to my head. So I started acting really arrogant because I knew I wasn't going to get fat. So I started being Mm. kind of a kind of a pompous ass to people, if I'm being honest, Dermot. Mm-hmm. You were on. You were on a journey. Uh, I was going around saying, "Like I'm the big man on set. I'm the big man on set." Well, you were one of the tallest people on set. Yeah, I had a growth spurt uh, between episode five and six. I shot up about a foot and a half. Yeah, uh, in the two weeks that we had recorded this. Um, so you see the camera, like there's bits where some scenes I'll be on my knees because just to keep consistency. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I also was, yeah, the big man on set. So, and whoops. you, um, I remember they were always trying to find knee pads for you, but they could never quite wrangle some. No. And the floor was never, ever swept. Really? Yep. Oh, I, I guess I never noticed that. I You'll you know, see some, you'll see some shots where my knees you know when i'm standing and my knees are just ripped like, to I shit. Got holes yeah they're ripped yeah. To shit yeah well i um i guess that was sort of a part of your journey of growth um literally yeah but i do think that in the late 90s early 2000s we were you know skinny was everything you know kate moss had had made famous the the quote, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And you had taken that and you said, nothing tastes as good as Splenda feels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I would rub my body and I was wearing my low rise jeans as well. Well, um, it was, you know, it was the, uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. Pants didn't go all the way up and shirts didn't go all the way down. We hadn't figured it out. No, uh, I mean they were we trying, guys. We they were trying to go up and down, but it was like so mm. the pant the guys who were making the pants were talking to the people that were making the shirts, and they were saying, "Okay, like I'll go up, I'll go up far," and the yeah. shirts like, "No, no, 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 I'll go down. Yeah. We'll make the shirts go longer." And they said, "Okay," they went, "Okay, cool," but then they both show up and they were like, "Wait, I thought you were gonna go long." Yeah. No, you said you were gonna go long. And so then you you end up where you're seeing these parts of people's bodies. Yeah. You know, we're seeing these, these midriffs that we have and the world, we didn't know what to do about that. Have you seen any of the Tumblr blogs that are dedicated to your lower back, your exposed lower back? My gramp stamp? Your gramp stamp. Speaking of grandma and grampy, I had gotten a gramp stamp because of how much they meant to me. Yeah. Um, 
I don't look at those as a rule. Do you mm. want to? Do you want to tell me about it? There are. There's an extensive subculture in the fandom. Uh, mm. I'm sure they're listening right now. Hi, hi, everybody. Hey guys. Um, who we you love know, you. We couldn't have do done this leave you. rate and review. Of course, uh, do if if you have one of these blogs. Rate and review, maybe drop us a link. Uh, I, I think it could be a nice pick-me-up for you right now, given uh, the murder suey that you're currently grieving. Um, the yeah. you know The bloody act of girl bossery that is sending a ripple effect through your family. You know, yeah. when, um, when we're flipping the script, sometimes you got to rip some things up. Yeah, and one of the things that you ripped up was all of the the genes that had been, you know, designed for your character. Uh, uh, yeah, and you you insisted during this Splenda binge in the high that you were riding, you said, "I may be riding a high, but my genes will remain low." And you wanted to wear low-rise jeans the entire time. Yeah. You know, fashion be damned. Well, uh, it got so bad that I was at the point where I was demanding um, a boa constrictor. I was basically wearing Britney Spears's outfit at yeah. uh, an award show. Yeah. So I was, you know, I wasn't wearing a shirt. Uh, and your grandmother supplied that boa constrictor. Yeah. Yeah, I got that from Graham Graham. And I would walk around the set and it's supposed to be like, oh, I don't know if I should, be, I, you know, shouldn't be drinking beer, have this cocaine or whatever instead. I just, I look at it. I mean, I look cool as hell. We can admit that, right? Like I look so freaking good, but is it worth it? Is it worth the Splenda hole that's been forming in my brain over these years? Well, and you had several snake bites on top of, you want to talk about holes. Wasn't trained. Know. Wasn't trained. Wasn't, wasn't trained. This was a, this was a willful snake. Well, dad found it. Dad had sourced the snake for me from grandma. She said it was a new one that she got. And this was your father's snake. Uh, apparently, yeah. It's, he said it was his friend. The snake was his friend. Yeah, and he said his friend didn't like me very much and it was because I was acting like a little bit of a brat, which is fair. Huh. Your father anyway, was friends with a snake? That's what he said. Or the snake was friends with him. I don't know. I don't know. Why are we talking about this? This is the one where you have one of the best... Something about your father. One of the best scenes you've ever done. One of the best performances that Dermot <sighs> McDooley has ever done. It's, it's the a one comedic, where... It has been hailed as a comedic masterpiece. Exactly. Yes. It's the one where... where uh, well, Hooch OD'd. I OD'd. Hooch OD'd. And you find my body. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, you know, if, if you are ever seeing a, a best of compilation of Ding Dong High, mm -hmm. which sometimes I'll just watch, um, you know, late at oh, night. It's on the background there. I can see in your room. Oh, no, I, um, I'll turn that off. Um, I was just doing a little research. Right. Last night at 2.30. 
in the morning. I sort of there's just, a lot um, of screen grabs and stuff around too. Yeah, it's I'm just cool clear that those. you do this. I mean, Dermot puts in the work, guys. He's uh, yeah, watching this show research. almost 24 hours a day. Really, well. You know? You know, and now I mean, that look we're, at this. You're all the analysis you've got. I can see all these posters around the yeah, room. Yeah, so I'm just Lance gonna, and, I'm just gonna close those out. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I was doing some research late last night at two mm-hmm. thirty, just in my tub with a second bottle of wine. Um, mm-hmm. In my family, zone. we drink by the bottle. A um, I was doing some research and in all of the compilations, this scene popped up and Mm -hmm. Hooch, Hooch is ODing. And we had recently, uh, Pulp Fiction was a big, was a, was a a big part of the, the writer, the writer's culture on this show. There was a big part of our writers were like most of the writer's room were huge Tarantino fans. Huge Tarantino fans. And they um they really wanted a a you know adrenaline syringe to the heart scenario. Yeah, they thought that would be fun. So I your your character of Hooch is ODing, I get the syringe. Uh the With the tears in your eyes, but you're also smiling, which was weird. I'm not yeah. exactly sure what that was. I go over that might have been your little pouch of uh, acting powder that you use acting powder yeah uh which people can order now on the ding dong watch along website actually you can order yeah you can earn the mcdooley acting powder that's right guys uh we only take bitcoin you'll have to access it through the dark mm-hmm. web uh mm-hmm. but you the mm-hmm. acting powder is all yours all yours baby and uh you know, for uh, we can also do sort of a layaway situation for easy. We can payments. do layaway. We can do a freebase. We could do whatever you want. Now, Dermot, this is the bit where you are cradling my body, kind of like I'm your Boromir, you know. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. are again. You've got this rictus grin and tears pouring down your face. The yeah. snot's coming out of your nose, Blair Witch style. Like you look upset. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you are selling it. Like we hadn't seen a performance like this from you before. How did you get into that zone to be able to channel that kind of emotion? Uh, thank, yeah, thank, thank you. That's a, that's a really great question. Um, I did what I've always done. And I imagined winning an Ontario People's Choice Award. Oh my God, an o- an OPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I first imagined that and then I imagined having to give it back. Oh my God. Which happened. And, which uh, eventually did happen yeah. uh, for reasons that I legally cannot get into at this juncture. And yeah, well, I I simply imagined it, and there I was. The snot was flowing, the tears were also flowing. Incredible. Um, yeah, my 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 hair flowing. Do you? I mean, do you remember the the monologue that you gave as you thought? Um, I might remember Cody a little bit of it. Dying? 
I mean, I'd I'm love not... to hear a little bit of it if we could. If is it a? Can we ask Cody in here? Can we? Can we speak to Cody? Um. Yeah, we can. Um, let me find him. Let me. Okay. Find uh, Cody. Listeners, Dermot is. <clears throat> he's closed his eyes. He's oh, he's spinning. He's got his arms out to the side. Mm, he's spinning around in a mm, circle. Mm, mm, okay, he's getting the acting. Mm. He's warming up the acting. Uh, 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 okay, uh, okay, okay. Careful, you're gonna hit something. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> oh man, don't die on me now, man. Oh jeez, this is the worst thing that's happened to me since since I failed my chemistry test last week. <sighs> We were supposed to be studying for that chemistry test, but instead we spent all night just flexing our biceps, me and Lance, oiling each other up. So covered in oil. So oily. Uh, now, I just, sorry to interrupt, Dermot. Uh, I, this was something that also struck me that as That was improv. Yeah, there was a lot of, the, most of that Lance stuff. I mean, uh, Lance played by Jamie, J, Jason Jameson, I, Jason wasn't even on set that day. Uh, he wasn't. He's not even in this episode. There was a big fight with his family, so it was like it was just weird. But it was so cool because I mean, there's not rivulets coming off of your face, streaming down your body onto mine. It's yeah, disgusting. I've always I've always been about the extended lore, right? Like it's important that people know that this is a larger world that we're inhabiting, and so mm. characters like Lance have to have to have to pop up, you know, more than they pop up in the show and like in the yeah. advertisements and yeah, you know, the theme it's song giving and the credits and yeah, it's giving a a more immersive approach, right? And so you know, I'm I'm there. I'm saying. Come on, man! Don't die on me! Don't die on me, man! None yeah. again, um, because uh, you know we had. I, I I think the amount of people that we had already lost on set, yeah, was starting to affect my performance. I was channeling that. Well, I mean, and I could also really feel the 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 need for that. Ontario's People Choice Award, where you were saying, I, you know, I, I'm, you're like, don't, don't take him away from me. Don't take it away from me. Please, God, mm. please, you can't do this. You can't take him away from me. You can't take it away. I need this. I deserve this. It's mine. He's mine. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm screaming, I was the choice. The choice yes. was me. The people chose. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, um, when that doesn't work, I run over, I run over to, uh, Con Cody runs over and breaks the glass on, uh, on a, a, a box on the yep. wall. Yep. And it says, fire extinguisher. Um, it's a fire extinguisher. And then next to the fire extinguisher, there is a, an emergent. It, it says emergency pulp fiction syringe. Yeah. And I break that. I grab it. I run back. I slam it into your chest cavity. I press down. 
and you wake up screaming. You wake up screaming the word, I'll never do drugs again. And then you look to the camera. That's right. And you and say, we had developed that word. I'll never do drugs again. It is one word in the Canadian Oxford Dictionary. I'll never do drugs again. I'll never do drugs again. You look to the camera and you say, wow, I've learned my lesson. Partying with drugs never, never gets you anywhere good. And then you look over to the the pile of cocaine that you were recently doing. Mm -hmm. And you, you shake your little hand. You have such small hands. Yeah, I've got raccoon hands. You've got raccoon hands. And you say, "Not never again. And then I, I, because I'm crying, I'm trying to catch my breath, I inhale. And that's when I get a little bit in my nose. And well, I and then you, so hard. And then you were like, oh, I tripped. Oh, wow. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. And that was weird because anytime we had that, uh, you know, the big pile of cocaine prop there, you would always find a way to trip into the scene somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Even mm -hmm. if you weren't in it, you know. Well, it affected my equilibrium. Here we go. Oh, my. It affected my equilibrium, actually. Here I go. I hope I don't fall into it. The powder. Uh Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Tripping nose first. Here it goes. And it would take an excruciating long time. Yeah, and they used the whole take. Well, yeah, and we try to stop you. Like we had we have different mm. people on set getting in front of you, trying yes. to prop you upright, and you're like, no, this yes. let me go. There's no point in stopping me. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I'm falling, and then I fall I'm right falling, in front of it. Rolling. I sneeze. Uh, the powder goes everywhere. Incredible. Hilarious. And then one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite moments because it's about community. It's about mm-hmm. people coming together is Prudence, your now wife, Prudence Chastity. God bless Opens her. the door. The places, the whole hallway is covered in a fine layer of white powder. And she says, she says, who needs drugs when you've got a snow day? And then there's a laugh track. Yep. Uh, and everybody starts like licking their lips and it's like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, like sort of bruxing, you know what I mean? Like getting yeah, teeth yeah, going. Yeah. And it, it, it was really great. The audience loved that episode. I don't think we had as strong a reaction as we did. No. I mean, maybe ever from, yeah. a, from an audience. You know, yeah, it was incredible. Huge. The live studio audience was, and they and they had been there because, uh, of course, we filmed these in batches, so they had been there for the previous like five episodes as well. Uh, yeah. We'd kept them there. It's kind of like a two week stint that you have to do as a as an audience member. Like we'll, you would get, you wouldn't get paid, but we would give you access to craft services. There would be, um, like a sub. A, a, a sub, sub sandwich. A sub. Like a long, so, one of those long subs. The big yeah, party exactly. subs. Yeah, I'm not talking, like, come on. There's not just, like, we'd have one big party sub for the whole group for the for the two weeks. And mm. it, sometimes, especially near the end of that two weeks, yeah, things would get a little, the audience would get a little down, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, it might have just been, like, energy levels or something. Maybe they probably were laughing and having too much fun beforehand. So. Having them at the end of their 
of their rope, having them at the end of their set here, coming on or laughing their asses off, freaking loving Cody's huge sneeze. They're like, sneeze on us again, sneeze again, sneeze again. Yeah. And I remember you went down and you saw how everybody was loving what you were doing. And I don't think ham it up is the right word, but you really... I mean, I saw then you, you know, you went back down, you sneezed again, yep. and then you sneezed again, and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, I hope I don't sneeze again. <laughs> oh, gee. And then mm-hmm. the audience yeah. loved it. The audience loved it. And, you know, this is about connecting with people. I think acting is about facilitating connection. Yep. And that's what that was for me. And, I mean, this is one of the best drug PSA Halloween dance episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That we did this season. Yeah. And then, you know, uh right at the end when they're all sort of partying in the the cocaine snow, uh someone comes out in a witch's costume and says happy Halloween. Right. And then at one point, you know, Cody says, "Well, I guess we'll get you a girl another time. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to say on the note of party sub, that is um, also one of the the home sex tapes that you've released. Um, yeah. Party sub sorry. extra mayo is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite creations that I've done. Yeah. Well, you've got the party sub extra mayo and then you've got the sequel party sub where you're a sub uh, during a sort of a group gangbang scenario. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that the extra mayo was the second one. And it has prudence still hasn't deigned to part- participate. Oh, yeah. She participates all the time. I mean, she's a. Yeah, she's she's the, she, yeah, she's the DP. Particularly. She's the DP in, while you get. Particularly DP. in the big sub. Yeah. 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 In the party sub. Yeah. She's sort of, she said, she's saying, you get DP'd and I'll be the DP. Yeah. And then, then, then you just need a, a DD because you're all pretty drunk and someone has to drive home. Well, yeah, it's not a, it's, it's a messy, it's a, it's messy business. Look, guys, this has been, I mean, mm. So many, so many revelations about this episode. Yeah, I think I do want to go think about my uh, grandmother's murder-suicide. Oh, yeah, Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do. uh, I'm actually just in the bathroom at the funeral right now. I'm just calling in, guys. Sorry, we're not, we're not in person this week. Just calling in. Behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the funeral home bathroom. I found out something weird. So, like, they put, um... Uh, like like sand in grandma's eyes to keep her eyelids closed. Isn't that weird? At this funeral home? Did you know that? Huh. Sand. Sand. It keeps them because otherwise their eyes will just keep opening up. So that way it gives it a little bit of grit so their eyelids stay down. Pretty weird, eh? Well, maybe... I mean, your grandmother was always uh, taking trips to tropical destinations and and sitting on the beach. So yep, maybe true. she would have well, wanted I mean, it this way. She's the one who got us a lot of the... 
um, you know, the the sample cocaine. She was the one that got us a lot of the yes. white acting powder. She hooked us up with sample cocaine. She hooked us up with with snakes. What a resource she was to the Canadian film industry. She will be sorely missed. Grandma Kakaroch, we will never forget you. We never love you. Never forget you. And, Folks, uh, be sure to check in on your strong friends. You know, you never know if one of them is going to blow their brains out with a knife. And with that, we'll uh, we'll end this week's episode of Ding Dong Watch Along. Now, next week, we have an incredible episode. This is, again, one of my favorites. Uh, this is the one where um, Hooch builds a Megazord. He builds a Megazord, and the title of this episode is... Uh, Zeep Zord- Zords Down. Yeah, uh, featuring music by Zord Downey. Uh, We'll see you next week, uh, you beauties. Ding dong. Ding dong.